name of the Lord. It gets better and better, but always a mystery. That's what they say about marriage, it's a mystery. So I'm, I'm so grateful again to be here uh, this evening. Um, my heart has been filled this whole month with uh, the theme, uh, the culture of honor. And the culture of honor is the pattern of heaven. In heaven, the Father and Son, their relationship is honorable. It is that generosity of giving honor to one another. In Psalms 110:1, the Lord God, the Father, speaks to Jesus and says, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool from your feet. He gives him the right hand, a seat at his right hand, which is a place of honor. It's a place of power. Notice that he doesn't seat Jesus above him, nor does he seat Jesus beneath him. But he seats him side by side. To honor someone as we learn this pattern, is to never look up to a human being or look down on one. Because when I look down on a human being, I diminish his value. And if I look up, I make him to believe that he's above. But the, but the wisdom is a, to come into a face-to-face, eye-to-eye, nose-to-nose, breath-to-breath relationship. The Father doesn't even want us to feel that we are beneath him. That's why Jesus in Revelation 3, I think it's 21, it says, To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. Notice that The Father gives him a seat on his throne, and Jesus turned right around and gives us a seat with him, with him on his throne. It is not a different throne. Jesus is seated with the Father on his throne. He causes us to sit down with him on his throne. That's the generosity, the being able to give greatness and value to a person. That's what honor does. When you honor someone, you release the greatness in them. You raise them up to a place that's side by side so that you look them in the eye. You know, it's so many times when we are passing human beings, a human person, we don't even give them eye contact. Especially if there are strangers on the street that may be begging or looking like they don't, they, they are not valuable. But always remember that value is not on the outward. God does not look on the outside and determine your value by your performance and what you do. He looks at the heart. So, 1 Peter 2.17 says, honor all people. You can't pass by someone and not honor them. Because every human being is worthy of attention and worthy to be acknowledged. And when we look them in the eye, we are adding value to them. So many people have never had a kind word spoken over their life. And God is wanting this pattern to come down into the earth. He's wanting us to...
to understand that it is the church that is to give value to people. Jesus, when he came down, he came down and he ascribed value to you. You know you are worth more than silver or gold. You wasn't purchased with, with money or gold or silver or perishable things, but you were purchased with his life, his very blood. So that you are beyond value. You, you are so valuable until money couldn't purchase you. And that's how God wants you to see every human being because he didn't just die for a select few. He gave his life for all human beings. And all human beings are in his image. And all human beings are worthy, as I said before, to be acknowledged. Not to be overlooked. That's why it, it, it is dishonoring when we won't look at someone and when we won't look them in the eye, when we won't have that value. One of the, another thing that I want you to tell you, tell you is that honor is the prerequisite for release. Honor releases everything that God has hidden for you. Notice that I, I didn't say hidden from you. He has hidden everything. All of the treasures of riches and honor are hidden in us. And there's release when we give honor. Another thing is honor comes from God. If someone is not honoring me, I don't have to give them the same dishonor that they gave me. What I must learn to do is come into the presence of God and receive honor. Because Psalm, First uh, Chronicles 29, 1, 29, 11 says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and majesty for all things that are in heaven and earth is yours. Both riches and honor come from you and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to strengthen all. I like the fact that in God's hand is the power to make great. And he has given us that same power that out of our mouth, with our words, we can release greatness that's in every human being. You wonder why certain people are able to do great things because they have had nurturing relationship. They have been nourished with kind words that, that release that greatness because God has hidden greatness in every one of us. There's greatness that's designed, coming out of you when you are honored. But when we are dishonored, it's like dying a thousand deaths with a thousand cuts of a knife. Each word kills you just a little. And if you're dying with a, a thousand cuts of dishonor where people are making you feel small, diminishing you, and not making you feel great. The scripture says, in his hand is the power to make great. And God is so powerful until before he even bless you, he makes you great. Genesis 12, 2, the scripture says of Abraham, God said, I will make you a great people. And then he says, I will bless you. 
Notice that blessing doesn't come before the honor that releases the greatness that's in you. We must feel great. Do you know that even before I can tell you that I love you, I have to release that greatness. The Bible says God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but he's given you power and then love. You've got to make people feel larger than making them feel smaller. Have you ever tried to love someone that just couldn't receive it? Because they've been beat down until they think they have no value. And God is wanting to bring value back into the earth of a human person. Again, he didn't, he died for all people. The only thing is just those who believe that gets the benefit. But suppose most of the people that you know have never had a prayer uttered to the Lord about them. Suppose they never had a kind word spoken over their life. Suppose the reason why they are acting in a dehumanizing way, in an inhuman way, is because they've never been loved, have never been released that greatness in them. When we learn that it's our responsibility to bring this greatness into the earth, and where do I get it? I get it from God. Even if I've been mistreated, I can go and receive from God. Honor is the way of love, and love is being generous. Love, when, when, when I honor someone, I have to go beyond what is expected. I have to do more than what is required. I have to prepare for them. I have to make them feel like they are special. I can do it with my words, but I can also do it with my deeds. We have to learn how to honor with words. Another thing that we need to know is that the place where we should be honored the most is the place where we are dishonored. Jesus said a prophet is without honor in his home, among his own family, among his kinfolk. He, he, that's where he's, he's diminished. That's where they don't go the extra step to make you feel good. They become so familiar with you until they treat you in an indifferent way. Why is it that we can't speak kindly to the ones that are around us? It doesn't mean that we don't love those people that are close to us, but it means that we don't have the understanding that every human person, even those that you live with, needs to be honored. You need to go out of your way. Do something extra. Not just say, oh, they know me. Oh, I can say whatever I want to and they will just forgive me. Yes, they will forgive, but what if, it, what if we didn't just take advantage of that? What if we stopped taking advantage of the Lord and dishonoring him and then said, Oh, Lord, just please forgive me. What if we did more than what was required and we began to walk this out? Honor releases everything that God has for you, everything that's within you. When I sow the honor seed, when I sow words that are kind, 
Proverbs 16, 24 says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and health, healthy for the body. In other words, present word, present, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul, and health to your body. Kindness. It, re it released health to your body. It, 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 it causes your your soul to experience sweetness. And yet, we forget to show that kind of honor, that kind of kindness in our, our own home because we're so familiar until it breeds contempt, disrespect. And then, as I said, we forget to show honor or hospitality to strangers. Not knowing that sometimes we may be entertaining angels unaware. And understanding that angels don't put on a nice suit because, and look like they have a lot of money because so many people, we acknowledge people when, they have, when we think they can help us, but they go to the rummage sale and they get the worst clothes and they look like beggars. And again... I want to see if you're going to just look the other way. And that's the most dishonoring thing you can do to a human person. When you refuse to look at them. When you are deciding that they are not valuable enough for you to give them your attention. And we do that all the time. But the pattern of heaven is that God knows the value of human beings. He knows that each person's Work is intrinsic, it's inward. And we can't decide whether we're going to give value to someone uh, just because they haven't done anything that you think is worthy of honor. That's why he wants to get the pattern down here of heaven because it's not about performance in heaven. It's about the value of human being. It's about relationship. It's about fellowship. It's about going deeper than the surface. Here, it's all about performance. If you can do something well, you will get some honor and you'll get riches. But if you don't, then no one will pay attention to you. But that's not the way it's supposed to be in the church. God is wanting to bring the value of human beings back into the earth. He's wanting kind words. He's wanting to release all of his best, all of his honor, all of the things that you are waiting for, even the promises that he's made to us. We must realize that it is released when we honor, when we prepare for someone, when we go out of our way. In Genesis 18, it, it's a story very familiar about Abraham just sitting in his tent on a real hot day, had been waiting for the promise of a son for a long, long time, and then here comes three men, and one was the Lord and two were angels. And as soon as Abraham saw these men, he ran out to them and he fell on his knees and he said, please, let me wash your feet. Please don't leave until I have an opportunity to, to make some bread to refresh your soul. 
that I can go and, and get prepare something for you. That's the kind of preparation we have to be ready for angels. They didn't call or text or anything. They just showed up. And when people just show up, we, we don't feel like we need to, to honor them by preparing something. But Abraham, he ran out there on a hot day. And he prepared. And do you know, because he did that, they said, the Lord said, Abraham, where is Sarah? He said, she's in the tent. He said, this time, the time of life, she will have a son. Honor releases the promises. How many times do you, because it's a hot day, you don't want to go beyond what is required. And how many times do you say, well, well, they didn't call. If they had called, I would have prepared something. But notice Abraham begging them, don't leave until he had an opportunity to honor them. This is the kind of thing that God is wanting to come into the earth. This kind of honor that releases promises, releases greatness, re releases that which a person really is. See, honor is the weight of value and worth that's placed on a human person. Honor reveals who or what a person really is. We can look on you and, and, and we judge people by their behavior and by their performance, but that doesn't tell me who you really are. We could be having a bad day and someone could say, oh, I knew they weren't no good. Pastor Daniels, I heard him. We have to learn how to separate what people do from who they really are. That's how God does. You are not what you did no matter what it is, good or bad. Sometimes we, we have such a high esteem when we think we have done something great and we feel so good and then when we fail, we feel miserable and God says, you are not what you did. He doesn't give value by your, your performance, whether it's good or bad, where I would give you something, recognition, because you did something. The Bible said before you did anything good or bad, God, he, he, he gave himself for you. That's the kind of value I want to have. I don't want to look at people and try to discern whether they deserve it or not, whether they're good enough for me to, sh to go out of my way to do something extra. For a human being, every human being is worthy of attention, is worthy of you giving a, a moment and giving them eye to eye, face to face, as we would call FaceTime. <laughs> Looking them in the eye and saying a kind word that will be sweet to their soul. And we have the power, it's in our hand, it's under our power to make great. How do I make great? By speaking words that build people up, strengthen them, make them know that they are valuable. And then we can tell them that Jesus died for you. But when you tell somebody Jesus died for you and you kind of just throw the gospel, just kind of pitch it out there because you don't want to come close enough to speak to them. Because you don't feel, you feel like you might get soiled. You, they, it might be too dirty. 
So we have to learn that, that God came down and he, he sat with us. He came right down to where we were. And, and he didn't think that we were just too bad. And, and we make a value judgment. Can this person be saved? You kidding me. Do you know what they did? Okay, we want to judge somebody else, but when we come to ourselves, we want to cut ourselves some slack. Don't judge myself that hard. Oh God, I'm so glad that you've forgiven all my sin. And then we are the only one that can show this kind of honor, to lift people up to a side-by-side, face-to-face relationship. Give them the seat of power. Not thinking about whether they deserve it or not. But opening my heart and saying, oh God, will you please show me how to serve the heart of that difficult person? Do you know to show honor is to bless those who curse you? To love your enemies. To not reproduce what they are doing. Don't let, don't let, don't reproduce hate. Pray for those, do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. That's how I honor people. I don't give them what they gave me. I know where my honor comes from. I can always, no matter how people treat me, I can come into the presence of God and receive honor. Both riches and honor come from God. First Chronicles 16, 27 says, Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Where does glory come from? Both riches and glory come from God, and honor and glory is in his presence. Psalm 26, 8 the King James says, Lord, I have loved the habitation or the dwelling place of your house and the place where your honor dwells or your glory. So if I'm having a, a real difficult day and it's hard for me to honor anyone because people have just been spitting on me, treating me like dirt, and it usually happens in the place where your assignment is on your job, where you are, in, in your classroom, because we have assignments where we, we, we are given to show kindness and show love and reveal Jesus Christ. It may be there that the most difficult person that you ever want to meet will be there. And you know what we do? We say, God, please get them out of here. And if that doesn't work, oh, God, get me out of here. But no one ever thinks that honor is in the presence of God. And maybe I need to spend a couple of hours more in the presence of God to get some honor for that hard-to-deal-with human person. Think about it. Say, hey, maybe they've never been loved. Maybe they never had a kind word spoken over their life. Maybe they never had a prayer uttered to God for them. And then understand why they may be acting in, in human, not acting like a human being. Because they don't know that honor and riches come from God and that we must go in the presence of God. I was reading in, in um, Exodus, I think it was 32, 33, 
about Moses and we're talking about Moses and his tent. It said Moses pitched his tent a little outside of the camp and in Moses' tent, God would meet with Moses. But I saw where Joshua would stay in Moses' tent even after Moses had left his tent to go back to work leading the people. And I said, God, why would Moses let Joshua stay in his tent while he goes back to work? And I heard the Holy Spirit said, Moses was in his tent meeting with God to get God's heart for the people. And then Joshua was there in Moses' tent getting God's heart for Moses. And do you know it's harder to serve a man than it is to serve God? And that's why we don't give honor to our leaders. You can tell when you have honor, if you can honor those above you and you can honor those that are serving you. But I noticed that Joshua would, stand, would spend more time in the presence of God than Moses and that Moses said it was okay. And the reason is that he was getting God's heart for Moses. And you know Moses had a little bit of a temper. He struck the rock when he was told <laughs> to speak to it. He had a little bit of a temper. He must have been hard to deal with. But God doesn't say all of that, but we know how hard sometimes it is to serve people. Excuse me. <laughs> but you know it's true. And so we have to go in the presence of God a little bit longer. Say, God, please show me how to serve this person's heart. Show me how to honor this person's heart. Show me how to bring a culture of honor in the midst of hard to deal with people. People that make you so angry and, and, and make you want to, 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 to just, just forget about them and forget about your assignment and, and just say, God, get me out of here. And no, only thing he wants you to do is just show some honor. To love some people that really have never been loved. To ask God, how do I love this person to get, their, to get them to change? The culture of honor is the pattern of heaven. It is preferring one another as, and, and understanding that if I make them feel like they are more important than I am. And do you know that you can't be diminished when you give something? When the father gave the son a seat with him at his right hand, it was still his throne. It's just being enlarged. And then the Lord gave us a seat at his right, right hand. When you give honor, when you sow the honor seed, you're not diminished. Sometimes we think it's just a limited supply of honor and riches. Not a sufficient amount. And we think it can only go to someone that's done something great. We watch the basketball teams. We see them at the top of their game. And they do some great things and we honor them with both riches and honor. But if we realize 
that that's not the pattern of heaven. When we realize that it's not a limited supply of all the things that we need, you know, it is our birthright to receive honor. It is our inheritance to be treated right. So not to be made to feel like you are not worth anything when Jesus is saying, I, I, you're worth more than gold. So I can't treat people like that. I came to just impart a culture of honor, just an awareness of what is required of us in this day. And to understand that it's in our home that we begin. It's with the people that we are around that we don't just speak any kind of way degrading, diminishing words, and we're all guilty of it. But God is wanting to bring this culture, and he's just coming right here, and he's saying, let me help you. Will you spend just a, a little while longer in the presence of God? I know that we all have a prayer time, and we have uh, decided how much time we give, but suppose we give some time to God inquiring how do I serve this person God will you show me how and he will do it he knows the keys to everyone he, that's why I know that, that he wants all people to be saved and sometimes at church we, we don't do a very good job of that we make people feel like they are nothing and we feel so big because we were able to receive the gospel. Thank God that someone shared it with you. But what if you looked a certain way and, and they say, no, I'm just going to go to the other side of the street. like the Because you don't look like you deserve to be honored. It is your birthright to receive recognition. To, you are worthy of attention. You are worthy to be looked upon with a face-to-face -face relationship. That's what God has brought you up into that place and seated you in heavenly places with Christ so that he can look you in the eye and you can look him in the eye and you can see the depth of his love and of his heart for us. So heaven is coming down in the pattern. Jesus determined the price and the pattern of value and honor by coming down giving his life. Honor is in the earth already. The determined valuation of how much we are worth has already been set and all God wants us to follow that pattern and begin to treat people like they're worthy of what he paid for. And that's everybody not making a value judgment. I don't care if they don't look right. I don't care what they have done that you may disqualify them. But yet, we know that if we live like that, we, one day we'll feel saved and the next day we wouldn't. A one hour, one minute, really. Because it doesn't take much for us to lose our temper. And yet God never forgets how much you're worth. Because I'm going to say it again before I close. You are not what you did. And you are not even what you are doing. And God is wanting to bring you up to a place where you understand that. That his heart is towards you. Is deeper than that surface stuff. That's why sometimes 
husband and wife, they are fighting and they, they try to convince me when I'm counseling them, we are not one. I'm saying, well, you may not be behaving like that, but what God has joined together, no man can put asunder. What God has made one, nobody can make you less than that. And what he has done, nobody can add anything to it and no one can take anything away. No one. What he's done is perfect. But you won't release that greatness and that reality of truth until you start to give it away. Because when you give something away, you realize that it's yours. That I have the power in my hand to make great. That's why it says, uh, I think it's in, let's see, Proverbs 3.27, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it's in the power of your hands to do it. Doing good and showing honors in your hands. It's in your power. It is in your ability to give it. It is yours. You are all worthy of it. And I don't care, I'm coming out after some of the places where you've been mistreated and just been beat down and you're saying pastor you don't know how can I give honor I hate that person that did that to me I hate them and what we want to do is we want to give what was given to us and we don't want to come in the presence of God and receive the honor your true value I don't want to reproduce hate I don't want to reproduce all of the things of neglect and not valuing people because it was done to me. The church is a place where we should know how much we are valued. Are you sitting in your right place? Are you able to allow him to lift you up or are you fighting him, trying to diminish yourself, trying to be smaller and smaller? I remember when my church was honoring me with a, with a celebration and they were saying all kinds of nice things, just wonderful things. And I found, found myself getting smaller and smaller because somehow I just didn't know how to receive honor. It was, I said, God, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me that I'm getting small? I don't want to be seen. And they are magnifying and saying the greatness. So I said, God, will, will you please help me? And I want to ask you, will you let him make you be great? Will you allow him to lift you up or will you try to be smaller? Do you wear the, the clothing of dishonor? instead of honor? You know what people have said about you or did to you. I'm coming to bring honor to everyone so that we can release it on this hot evening. Where sometimes you have to beg people, don't leave until I bless you. Like Abraham said, don't leave until I wash your feet. And Jesus said, do as you have said. And I saw that and I said, oh God, will you please teach me how to just let people honor me 
It's, it's humbling to let someone wash your feet. But if I understand that honor releases everything, it releases the greatness that's in God. That's why we worship him and we say, you are great. You're worthy of power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. That's what it says. And he turns around and says, and you are worthy too to sit right next to me. Church, that's my message. It's been burning in my heart because that releases everything that God has for us and what you've been waiting for. We've been waiting for someone to see our value even if we won't say it. We've been waiting for someone to see that I, I'm worth more than how I've been treated. And I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that because that is true. You are worth more and God is ready for you to come up and sit with him in the place of honor and power where you're no longer weak and you're no longer in a place where you're so vulnerable until people can hurt you. He said, I will protect you by the power of my name. I surround you with songs of deliverance. I am a shield around about you. I will let no one hurt you or harm you. So he says, now I want you to do the same thing. Go and do likewise. Go and honor people. And I'm asking God every day to help me. Help me in my home. Help me when I'm dealing with strangers. Help me not to dishonor the people that are treating me wrong. Don't let me sow what's given to me. Let me sow the honor seed. And that simply is kind words that are like a honeycomb or like sweetness to the soul. It is gentleness and kindness when people are really trying to hurt you. And so let's stand and I'm just going to pray right now. Honor is how you love. It's the way of love. It's being generous. And I'm just releasing the generosity in each and every one of you to be able to, to give more than was expected. To go beyond what was required. And I want to release it right in your own home with the one that you really love that you won't be so short with them, so familiar until you treat them with contempt, lack of respect. I want to release that into everyone's heart right now. Maybe every time you hear the scripture that says, honor your father and mother and the Lord, for this is right, and you know you haven't honored them, I want to release that ability to even go and make things right with your parents. Not wait on them to make things right with you, but to go and whatever has been said, you go and you say, Mom, I forgive you. Dad, I forgive you. Forgive me for dishonoring you. Father, I thank you 
And Lord, if there's any other area that there's dishonor, whether they've been dishonored or they have dishonored someone, I pray that you begin to release that honor that heals them and strengthens them. It is a prerequisite for release, and I'm asking, Father, that as they honor, you would release greatness in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, for just moving right now, brooding over them. And those that need a little bit more time in your presence, give them that desire in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, just let the Holy Spirit just brood over you and hover over you for just a moment. God, honor them. Let them know how valuable they are. Let them know that you determine their value when you redeem them by your blood. Let them receive it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a little while longer.